Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. I sometimes ask people, how do you want to die? And then I hear answers like, peacefully in my sleep, surrounded by loved ones, or struck by lightning on a mountaintop at sunset, or very often in bed after sex. This one always requires me to do a couple of follow-up questions like, what happens to the one you love? Do they die too? When I ask this question, how do you want to die? I also hear responses like, oh my God, I have no idea. Or, geez, Gina, that's morbid. I don't even want to go there. But whatever your thoughts on how you want to breathe your last breath, I wonder, are you living your life that way? Are you living your life in a way that will bring you a satisfying death? So many of us fear death. There's a great song lyric that goes, well, it's all just afraid of dying. Meanwhile, all of our actions, our procrastinations, our projecting onto others, our rejecting, it all boils down to fear of death, especially in Western culture. We look away when grief and death show up. We're taught so very wrongly, in my opinion, that grief is something to deny at worst and move through like forcing down medicine at best. But in this episode, I'm going to invite you to ask yourself, what if I treated death like a passionate lover? What if death is the twin flame you're looking for? Why do we deny thoughts of death, but we embrace the fact that near-death experiences wake people up from unsatisfying lives? For example, a Silicon Valley executive walks away from a late-night eight-car pileup on the freeway, and then she goes home and embraces her partner in tears and raw vulnerability. Maybe she rethinks the way she's living her life and folds in some philanthropic projects into her goals, or maybe she just has the best sex of her life that night. Either way, by getting close to her death, she fully experiences her life. How can we get that kind of awakening without crashing up our car? Let's start small. Ask yourself, where in your life do you struggle? With confidence, procrastination, love? Are you afraid to ask the cute guy you always see at the food truck out? Because how embarrassing if he says no. You'd have to see him every day at the food truck, or you'd have to get your barbecue somewhere else. That's too far. (laughs) If it's embarrassment that holds you back, imagine yourself dying of embarrassment. Make it so dramatic and extreme that it feels silly to you. 
and then work up to that kind of embarrassment by practicing surviving it. So do a little twirl and a plie at the gym, mispronounce a word in a meeting, Try to inoculate yourself against this fear of embarrassment by surviving it over and over again until it takes the charge out. Also remember to be gleeful in your survival of it. Like you're getting off a little bit on this fear of embarrassment. You're not going to die of embarrassment, but it feels like you will until you train yourself out of that feeling. You can do a death meditation. If you think asking for more money will get you a big fat no and put you out of favor with your boss or your clients, then follow that thread all the way down to death. If I ask for more money, I will get a no, and then they will lose trust in me, and then I will lose the job, I will lose everything I buy with money from that job, I will die alone and of hunger, and then sit there for a minute. Sit in the fear of it, and then roll it up in a ball of cookie dough and eat it. When you go there with your thoughts and you conquer that core fear of death with your mind, this is called eating fear for breakfast. I would also invite you to notice when you're using external things to numb you. Food, booze, TV, shopping, all of these can be abused in some sense, and we use them basically to avoid our feelings. Avoiding feelings is choosing to live in mediocrity meeting feelings of all kinds, welcoming them, understanding them, playing with them, knowing them. It's so important in fully living. This is a core teaching in my private coaching programs. Feeling your feelings, all of them, is how you live a turned on life. If you have a toxic habit, I wonder if it's subconsciously motivated by a fear of dying. I wonder if looking into the face of your grim reaper will loosen any hold that that toxic habit might have on you. Consider putting aside avoidance and facing death directly. If you've lost someone and you cannot come to terms with the gaping hole that they have left in your life, Sit with the pain of that loss while simultaneously envisioning arms of like maybe some benevolent being behind you, circling you with comfort. Do this grief practice by picturing the face of the person for five seconds with these arms supporting you. The next morning, sit for 10 seconds, the next for 30. This type of short daily practice when actively grieving really helps to keep the tsunami waves of grief from knocking you over when you least expect it throughout the day. You can do the same practice with your own death. See your own face, feel those benevolent arms holding you in your own death, and then notice if it helps you come to your day more focused, less hesitant, more in line with your life's journey without second-guessing yourself or self-sabotaging. Write your own eulogy. Spend a lot of time on it. Make it a pleasurable practice and then read it to someone you love. Embracing death is just one of the most powerful things you can do to embrace maximum joy in your life. But the ratio is not living half the time in morbid or maudlin states. You're not going to turn into Wednesday Adams. You're going to bloom into whoever you truly are. Getting comfy with the reality of death helps us to let go of that death grip on old identities that no longer serve us. Victim, perpetrator, lazy, type A. Do any of these still apply to you? Or are you holding on to them because you're afraid that you will die if you're not that? Letting go of old identities is how we step into our greatness. 
First get neutral about death, then get curious, then embrace it as necessary to fully live, and then make it into a lover. The French call orgasm la petite mort because we are required to die a little in the pleasure, and the death is sweet. We release fear and expectation and distrust in that moment, and we allow ourselves to bathe in pleasure and expansion and trust. Death, like orgasm, requires surrender. Let it be beautiful. The good news is you're dying. The great news is you're not dead yet. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.